0: Do you know, it's not even winter yet. It's not winter until December 21st, which is rush day.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: You are listening to episode 156 of Sabdin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's
3: me, Morgan Richards. And give us some love. It's our third year anniversary, and I still don't want no job at Starbucks.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to accuse me of a bad touch. Or, hey, um, I appreciate your input. Foxtrot, do you um Uniform, Unicorn. Charlie, Kila, Kilo. <laughs> anyway, this week's guest <laughs> is one of my favourite people who's ever existed ever. And he also just happens to be the drummer for the British Phenomenal Rock Band, A. And he was also the drummer for American Mad Bastard Band, <laughs> The Blood <laughs> Down Guy. This week's guest is the fantastic fantastic adam
3: perry i don't think there's a better way to describe those bands than you just didn't sean so well done on that well done perfect
2: change the wikipedias that's what i want
3: (laughs) but believe it or not 156 marks the three year anniversary of sapin podcast
0: it's our birthday
2: and we wanted to say (laughs) to us Happy birthday to us and people are like, Sean, you've got one of the greatest voices of all time. And I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> carry
3: on. But you're not screaming, so that's that's why. But and we wanted to celebrate with someone who has possibly the most outrageous stories we've ever had on the podcast so far. Adam the Yin Perry is the drummer and creative comedy genius. ...behind the likes of A with his brother Jason... ...and is slash was a lasting member of Bloodhound Gang... ...before they disappeared suddenly after some (laughs) incidents in 2015. So on this episode, we're not only going to look over his career... ...from everything he's done from some wacky projects... ...but to his work with McFly, some mishaps with A... ...his battle with cancer sculpting toast, and everything you can imagine about Bloodhang Gang, including those famous incidents from the Ukraine and Russia. So absolutely everything is going on on this episode, and there's no better way to mark this occasion with then a wonderful and funny human being
2: and someone that means a lot to you in your personal life, Sean. Yes, I love him very much. Um, meeting him and his brother literally changed my life for the better. They've both made me want to be better people after just spending time with them because they are absolutely wonderful, wonderful humans. And I, do, I couldn't love a family more than I love the Perrys. So uh, this was very, very special just because I got to see Adam. <laughs> never, mind, never mind the fantastic, unbelievable stories he told us. And yeah, <sighs> I was just yeah, I did a chuckle then when you um you mentioned some of the topics and if anybody's listening to this and it's like I can't believe he just chuckled just now. It's because who else? Who else could go from stories about say for example, trigger warning, I guess, but he talks about um his cancer diagnosis and then he's talking about slices of toast. So <laughs> uh, you know, that's why yeah. I did a chuckle. But yeah. Be warned. This is a warning. This is a, oh, um Yeah, this is a warning that uh, some of these stories are a bit crazy and um, are very, very wild in some places. So um, please, please don't be offended. Um, If you're offended by anything mentioned, do with the Blood gang. You've obviously never heard of the Blood gang or looked into them. You should do that. You should definitely do that because they are fucking wild and um, they will either make you chuckle like hell or um, be offended so um either way look out for that
3: (laughs) yes literally it's gonna get very very real very fast on this episode but so many different dynamics so many different topics and as i mentioned i think it's the perfect guest for us to have to celebrate our third year anniversary i can't believe we've been doing this 156 (laughs) weeks in a row that's 36 months 1095 days a fucking oh, 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 satinine oh, oh. podcast. Yeah, I did the maths. I got my I got my calculator out earlier. Counten- I, some- I just
2: saw you counting on your fingers then. Eh? I just <laughs> saw you counting days on your fingers. I like got oh, 1,000 and blah, blah, blah. Right, well done. Well done to you, Mog. Congratulations. Well done to us. I can't. Well, we started this as a bit of a laugh. Just, oh, let's see how this goes. And now we are three years into it. And um, it's it's our job somehow. So um, that's fucking mental. Uh, We appreciate everybody who supported us so far. Anybody who's talked shit about us, I hate you. But thank you because that will probably help. Hopefully, Um, yeah.
3: I mean, any any exposure is exposure in a way, I guess. But
2: no, the last three years. That's no, not it's true. No, it's not. If I started going around exposing myself to people and then ultimately got us on the front page of the murther Express, <laughs> right? I don't know how many more listeners we would have. Well, many because you don't get to see me bollock naked on the podcast again. <laughs> like... Nobody's going, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to listen to po- that podcast. That guy likes flashing. I wonder if I'll hear his winky on the podcast. You can't hear my winky. So, uh, no, sorry, guys. I, 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 unless, I, I unless, unless <laughs> no, no, unless you sign up to our Patreon. Go over to patreon.com forward slash something where we have got many behind the scenes shown winky on microphone clips. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody Jeez. signs up this week now, right after that. <laughs> I want um, all that money to go straight to me because they're they coming uh, for my winky sound. Nobody's going to sign up bracket, this Back chaotic
3: Ooh. as ever. But I was trying to say the last three, three years of being... A roller coaster of crazy emotions. I'm so glad that we still get to do this. Uh, we get to have these wonderful conversations with guests and somehow connect with a wonderful community like we have via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. If you haven't already, please go and check that out and become a member. You get to get involved in a wonderful community who are going to be celebrating with each other a lot over the next couple of weeks with some international Zoom calls. They've all been meeting up at gigs and whatnot. And there's loads, uh, loads of bonus content over there, the best way to celebrate our birthday. Uh, but if you just want to send us a lovely message, um, how you've discovered Sapnin, maybe some of your favorite episodes oh, you'd like to hear yes. in the future, please oh, let us that. know at SapninPod on
2: Twitter and Instagram. Yes, let's all do some reminiscing together over on our social media. Let us know your favourite episode. Oh, I'd like to know your least favourite. And I don't know why I put my hand by my mouth like I'm telling you a secret because it doesn't make a difference because there's no audio podcast. <laughs> I've lost a fucking... Three years of doing this shit, mind. Three years. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. I'm so up. grateful. Thank you very much to anybody who's ever given it a listen. Yeah, it's fucking mad, isn't it? It's absolutely mad. We've literally made something out of nothing and we've created our own lane and we've created jobs for ourselves. And that's mental. That's mental. So thank you very much to anybody who's given us a chance. If you've shared us, thank you very much. If you've joined our Patreon, you're a fucking legend and I love you and I hope to make love to you in the near future. Wow. Well,
3: let's just get straight into this conversation then before you make more promises. I don't believe you can kind of um, make up on.
2: Are you telling me I won't shag everybody in the Patreon?
3: Anyway, this is Adam Perry from A and Bloodhound Gun on episode 156 of
2: Sapnin' Podcast. There's a new tier going up this week on the Patreon. Keep an eye out for it. Mm. Sapnin! I've lost the plot, but I will have sex with people for money, so...
3: Sapman Oh, Sapmin Sorry if I going to say that uh, I'm
0: not sure
3: Come on, you've been on before, uh, Adam. You know before. you know the score.
2: Hey Sap yes, <laughs> <Hooray>, that's past <about laughs> it. Yes, he's gone American, he's doing American things. Oh, it's, it's New Zealand, it's Kiwi oh was it all oh, right sorry sorry I didn't yeah I should have known <laughs> yes. I should have known yeah the the hand banana is very <laughs> down that way <laughs> I is. don't know uh, but yeah this week's guest is um drummer one of my heroes and uh a comedy legend in my eyes but he's not having that <laughs> the wonderful Adam Perry of oh here we go a blood down gang um what else are you adding ad I don't know um that's it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: and we're not allowed to talk about either of those
2: Ah, oh, okay God. that's fine shit um ooh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah how have you been what's what's news yeah been just
0: been covered up. You know? had COVID six weeks ago double jabbed got COVID.
2: turns out it's terrible oh wow i didn't know i didn't even know you were I, yeah i didn't know you were, i knew you were double jabbed i think i didn't know you yeah. you'd caught it Caught it, caught the lurgy. the whole fam, the whole fam, and um, I've only just got my smell back. Yeah, it's been,
0: it's been nuts. here a bit of that, really, been, bit of a, a bit of scurvy.
3: Ah, <laughs> oh, well, we're glad you can take the time to do this, man, because we really wanted to do a full-length episode with you anyway. But of course, this is our third-year anniversary, so Ooh, who better amazing. to have on? Then to get a little bit silly and celebrate life venue. Exactly.
0: Jason was busy. Let's have Adam. <laughs> no, that's not that. <laughs> that's not not true. It,
2: it was quite no. the opposite, if anything. It was quite <laughs> the opposite. We were like, Who can we have for our birthday episode? That we haven't spoken to one on one yet. And we went through everyone and we were like, Let's get fucking Adam Perry. He's funny. He's got some he's got a fantastic story about Blood Down Gang in Russia. Um, oh yeah, which heard, will... that's true <laughs> be coming some point, I might have I mentioned know. it
0: <laughs> <laughs> Plus I'm not, sat here. I'm not sat here with Jason So we're not competing for airtime And Jason's not throwing Jimmy Savile gags
4: So um, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it's just going to be a lot better Yeah, you wait oh. till halfway through this call now We'll have somebody ring in And his special guest, Jason He can feel that the limelight wasn't on him For this yeah, exactly. one this one already. Yeah he's he's just woken up from his slumber
0: and I'm already doing this. Yeah, there's limelight like somewhere, and it's not me. <laughs> I should be talking. I should be talking to oh. someone. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call him later.
3: <laughs> no, but seriously man, like obviously like trying to sum up your career in a few words for an intro is really hard anyway because you have done so much if it's not drumming for some incredible bands but also just Going into mad projects over the years, you always seem to be busy, keeping creative, and everything in between. So, like when you have time like this to to think back and think, oh god, I've done a, I've done a couple of the things in my career. Is it quite weird to to wrap your head around how much time has gone and like all the things you've kind of done over the years? Yeah, yeah it is. It's
0: um, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 super old now, so that's all. That's always scary. I'm 52 at Christmas. There's five Saturdays to go until Christmas. And now we're 52, which is nuts. But but because I had um, had a health, like a bit of a health thing three, four years ago, which I may have mentioned, getting older is is actually great, rather than kind of being pessimistic about it. It's actually, this is amazing because the alternative is is, is not great. So, so yes, I feel a bit hashtag blessed really. And um, and then you get reflective and start looking back. And and uh, we were talking about this in the day, not in a kind of um, aren't we ace way, but in a kind of how many failures have we had <laughs> way. And, uh, and I think the only thing that, that I haven't been, uh, and I say we a lot because me and Jason sort of done stuff in tandem all the time and together, is like, the only thing I haven't been is an agent, really, and an escort, <laughs> and a male <main> escort. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Same thing, really. I guess, in, in a way. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you get you get to fifty two, and you know, on the escort on the escort menu, there's like two things you can still do. So uh, <laughs> it's a bit limited, <laughs> cash wise. Uh, yeah. Although those two those two things are good players, <laughs> <laughs> and they are go on. <laughs> what, what are they? And they and would talking be- people just want companionship, Sean. It's not all about <laughs> sex. Yeah, uh, you know that's at least 200 quid <laughs> for an hour for an hour <laughs> yeah for an hour 200 quid an hour and, and, the, and the other one is probably just better. do dishing out
3: yeah I won't get into it I wish we got paid 200 pounds an hour for talking Fuck hell your time will come Morgan you're three years into this now but I'm here, <laughs> yeah. five it's going to be 500
2: well, quid an hour I guarantee
3: it Ooh. I can dream I can dream <laughs> if I
2: was to go to a new one and I just wanted to vent and talk I don't think coming to um, a Perry brother would be the person to go because it would mainly be them talking for 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 my two hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be great. Yeah, you could be kind uh, of be a, distra- a distraction prostitute, I suppose, in a way. Like you could just pop people off yeah, by just what talking. A band.
0: <laughs> just what a, a band. prostitute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We opened for in Martha back in two thousand three. They're on before lost profits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so apart from my last and an agent we have covered quite a lot we've done a lot and we still doing a lot of ridiculous things every sort of and for some reason every morning i do sort of tend to wake up and think right what can we do today and uh and then have a bit of a stab at it. And, and generally they're failures but sometimes good thing yeah out of the failures good stuff comes out comes out of it so, I'm a big fan of just doing stuff and building stuff and working with cool people. That's all I want to do. In musical, yeah, for any kind of role, as long as it sort of involves music or circumvents music slightly, as long as it's cool people involved and you get to be building something tangible or digital, then that's, yeah, anything goes,
2: really. Well, yeah, you did that, um, that, that McFly weekend not long ago. You were involved heavily in that. Um, how did yeah, that, that was great.
0: It's really good. Yeah, it was really good. I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster, being completely honest. <laughs> but, being the business, being the good businessman that I am. <laughs> um, I thought this is, uh, this is not going to go well because it, we put the show back three times or twice because of COVID. And uh, it's just tough, like putting, putting an event on. As you know, Sean, you work with us on, on one of our big events and um, very heavily involved. It's really hard. There's millions of things that can go wrong that you're not in control of. And the weather had been outdoors in June, in July, sorry. And it was the biggest storm I've ever seen, that this year anyway. We've got some big ones, you know, Beast of the East, Mini Beast. Um, <laughs> how good was Mini Beast, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> the one that Mini followed Beast. Beast of the East. <laughs> you know, the one that came three, three months later.
2: I don't remember that.
0: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, because Mi- Mi- Beast of the East was uh, late February, and then at the early March, we got like another kind of whiff of mini, of um the beast of the east. So I, can, I call it Mini <laughs> Beast. It was a great storm. <laughs> it was in and out. Uh, it left a trail of dis- a trail of icy destruction. Um, and then so since Mini Beast, honestly, the day before this gig, we had the biggest storm since Mini Beast, and it, t- it tore half of our stuff down. The PA had to come back down, and the main stage PA had to come down. Some of the tents got blown away. The video screens had to come down, all our flags. And so Jason's the next day, six in the morning, putting flags up. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm a fly producer. I've just done this. on <laughs> Brock done and I'm putting bloody <laughs> flags up. I'm going absolutely nuts. But the whole thing got torn down. And, you know, it looked like it was going to be a disaster. And then um, for some reason, doors opened. And it was like, it's like the Simpsons. You know, the clouds um, kind of thin out. Bloody amazing. And it was amazing weather, great crowd. Everyone was playing this sort of first or second gig out of lockdown, so everyone was really into it. Oh, it's great! Yeah, we're going to do lots more of that stuff.
2: Nice, nice, awesome. So, yeah, we got yeah. we got
0: four, four, four or five opportunities next year that we're looking into that could could be great, and then and then a really big one which we, um yeah, which you'll you'll be the first to know about. Nice, Ooh, that's awesome. yeah. To, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, live events, love it. love building because it's like it's building stuff, you know. It's like cases, trussing, and staging and all I love all that
2: stuff cafe type yeah i've got a fo- i've got a photo of you on my phone standing proudly in front of the world's biggest um arcade machine Which um, yeah, didn't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah that we had sort of that worked. we had built for we had built for hello world and it worked for about three games and then um i think ksi jumped on a button and then it was all fucking gone ah. that I was then. into that yeah, wow. nice yeah on it KSI. made it
0: I never thought I'd get a refund request for a faulty arcade game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we got quite
0: a few. <laughs> yeah, I got one refund request because a diet co- um someone ve- um tried to vend a coke and a diet coke came out. Oh yeah, I tried to uh, you know, tried to um take the lid off my can of lilt and the um and the thing came off. Refund, please.
2: For the whole event, like. People are mad, are yeah. not they? People are no, mad. Yeah,
3: sure. bonkers for sure. Well, uh, f- throughout this conversation, there's so many of your projects and parts of your life we want to dissect, but you already mentioned McFly there. And I'm sure for you and Jason really combined working with them over the last decade or however long is is well, even more than that now, over almost two decades. Yeah. I think that must be such a proud working environment for you guys to see that how long you've been able to work with them and take them to new places and kind of being, Really involved on their journey. Obviously, Dougie came and played for a for quite a, a few years as well. So I mean, really, you're kind of that extra member of the McFly family.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been it's been nuts. I mean, Jason produces their records, and then I used to manage Jason as a producer. So that's how I got heavily involved in it. Uh, and uh, but I still can't kind of let go, even though I don't manage Jason anymore. I still rock up to the studio and pretend like I've got a role. <laughs> and i like walking there like hey and um yeah and i haven't but i just like hanging around with them i'm going to the studio a lot and um, they've got this amazing place now in london they've got their own place like their own kind of hq stroke four slash compound which is amazing so yeah i go down there a lot and as you say they've, they've become like lifelong friends and uh and dougie playing a and is amazing and uh just amazing humans but songwriting wise, I mean what was great about Slam Dunk this year was we played just after them and um, I was talking to Ben Ray that runs Slam Dunk about it and like he couldn't get over the fact that he got some really like kind of old oi punks in Camden dressed like Vivian from Young Ones in the corner singing along to it's all with, you know with arms <laughs> around each other and it's, it was it was mad to see that and, to, and I, I don't think people realise until you go see them live hey, how amazing they are live. And just how many hits and how many amazing songs I've had back-to-back. And uh, it, blows, it blows my mind. So it was a pleasure to put them on on our first festival this year as headliners. Um, and they were brilliant. I just love that. I just absolutely love that band. I just think they were incredible. Yeah, because
2: yeah, we were at Slam Dunk. And I remember because we kind of knew that they were the secret band. We were kind of waiting. We were in the middle of the pit, I guess, for them. And they came out and they were fantastic. And yeah, it, like... There were people standing in front of us who were, who thought neck deep were uh, the secret uh, the secret yeah, guests. yeah that was getting around a lot wasn't it and uh, so we saw when when McFly came on, we saw like a couple of kids in front of us in neck deep tops were just like oh," and just wandered off and then Mcfly went on and played probably the best pop punk set <laughs> of the whole weekend Because if you literally break if you break their songs down, they're just the kings of yeah. pop-punk, oh, really. for sure. But yeah, right. They're Star not Girl is one of the ultimate pop-punk songs ever. Yeah, but they're not seen as that because they weren't kind of in our world or whatever. Um, but they were fucking incredible. And the look on Danny's face, there was one point, right, where Danny, he was stood at the front of the stage with both hands, right, doing, remember the old metal orange that was famous in, like, <laughs> yeah. 2000s that all all front men did? For some reason, you had to be yeah. holding them, yeah. an invisible orange. He was just at the front of the stage going, <laughs> And I was like, he looks like the most metal man at Slam this weekend. This is fucking brilliant. That was amazing. He was he was really ill as well, like really really ill. I think you saw him
0: before, Anshon, and he was um yeah he was he didn't know if he was going to do it because he was so ill. He, he had a real bad virus, and um yeah, almost had to be helped up the stairs. And then yeah, they they all they 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 all couldn't believe the uh, the reaction. They were they were stunned by it. And they've never, you know, they never had that
2: before. They've never had like mosh pits, you know. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I remember seeing a, I remember seeing a big circle pit, and I was like, "Is that the first time they've ever had that?" Now, Because, like <laughs> we wanted to talk to them after, because I was literally so fucking pumped with the set that if we had had them on after, it would have just been like half out of me just rimming them about how good <laughs> they had been. They fucking smashed it. They smashed it, and then, um, and then after their men, some um, some old lads <laughs> jumped on. Some- and did a walk in circle fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there there was a moment where Jason um so basically he was saying about how popular McFly were, how good they were at writing songs, um how handsome they were, and how A had something that McFly didn't have. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which was our drummer Yin. And then and then Jason came out with an hour drummer yin has got cancer and Nana McFlyer got cancer. Cause I know you and I know him I and I know how your humor it was. I nearly exploded with laughter, right? Which made everybody in the pit around me look at me like I was fucking Charles Manson, <laughs> Right? I that's was laughing one. so hard at the fact that Jason brought that up. Oh, that's that amazing. I nearly died. But, I laugh, i was laughing so loud through this <laughs> through whatever the next song was. Tim, who plays bass for you, was like, "Where's that coming from?" Oh, where <laughs> he, he started laughing at me, laughing at Jason. But yeah,
0: one—it's uh, um, so good. Problem was, it was a perfect storm. Like right? you know how much me and Jason tried to show off. And we're like, we make no bones about. It. Like if you see, like every time we see you, oh Morgan, we just show off and we just try and make you laugh all the time. And that we sort of spent our life doing that. You know, through school all the way to now in our 50s. And you look around, you're playing. McFly had just come off. So they're at the side of the stage watching us. Um, so they're mates. And then Don Broco come over because they're our mates. So the whole of Broco's crew and management and the band are watching us. And then we can see you in the audience. And then there's other people that we know that we really like kind of. And you just think, Jason's just going to lose his shit. <laughs> and yeah. Everybody who knows and wants impressed he's on the side of stage. And off he went. He just couldn't help it. Then afterwards, he just felt so fucking bad. And the production manager for McFly F- said afterwards, who's a good friend of ours, who's really respected, and this um, really, really hurt. Jace. He's like, um, I think Jace went back at least to apologise to him. <laughs> about two weeks later, he was there anyway, making a record, and he, he went over and to him. But he, says, he said, "Then um, why did um why did Jace have to say that thing about Harry and cancer?" And, and um, Ed's our friend of ours. Guy also does McFly. So, oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's what Jason's like. He's just joking. See, so, yeah, but I don't think it's very nice to say. Like, why he you got to bring the boys into it? Yeah, but well, it's fine. It's just you know, it's just his humour. His humour. It's not very funny. Like that. Uh, and he's like, oh my goodness. Oh, so, wow. so, someone said that to Jason, and Jason he spent the entire night thinking about it. He we spent at this hotel in Leicester on the way down to Sunbank. He didn't get any sleep. He's like, I can't believe what I've done. I can't, I've upset him, I've upset him. Why have I constantly got to show off? Why I'm just doing I'll do anything for a laugh, I'm so insecure. And then when we got to Leeds, he overcompensate. No, we got to start at Hatfield, which is like getting to California after Leeds, it's like the weather was unbelievable, it's so warm. He's like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overcompensate. He can tell you he's gonna overcompensate and try and be nice. So instead of being like talking about cancer and stuff, he starts talking to people in the disabled area. <laughs> and, and he's, trying to, he's trying to be endearing to them and, you know, make them feel part of the show. But we've got this walking circle pit that he's already announced. And they start saying, I know you lot can't do that, but anyway, everyone down the front walk for the people <laughs> in the back. And like, not a charity. And now I think he even started saying, you know, it's not for charity. And all this stuff, so just digging in this hole. And Aww. these poor people have just come to see a gig in the back. Um... <laughs> Who can It's like, for fuck's sake, mate. And now like, you just completely gone the other way. <laughs> he's like, like, he turns around to me. So, oh, he goes, oh, man. And then, uh, yeah, and then the whole drive over felt so bad about it. But, yeah, it's funny. I, I thought, it- yeah, it's hilarious. When Jason starts getting deeper and deeper, because I don't have him in my ears, so I, I, tell-, I, tell-, I, tell-, I tell that monitor guy, I don't want Jason in my ears at all. All I want in my ears is some kit, a bit of Mark, you know, a bit of, um, do-do-do-do-do Giles. So I can play along to it. And that's about it. But you, but you can just tell how it's going from the crowd going or moaning a friendship shit or whatever. Well,
3: that's, that's the thing. Like I've what I've noticed with like you and Jason is obviously you mean you all, all you mean is good and you want to have a laugh and stuff. But as soon as there's any inkling of anything like that, it just goes completely different. Oh yeah,
0: and it's, it's every day, every single day that happens because we've just got this whole funny, funny
2: attitude. It's not to some people. but yeah there you go yeah touching on yeah but touching on that now what are you is the what's going on with the the cancer are you good Uh, what's going on are you okay uh, yeah I mean touch wood it's um yeah it's mad like it's got
0: a 70% chance of coming back so um, I'm constantly I've got to sit down for piss because otherwise it literally seems to go everywhere so every time I sit down now I'm getting really graphic you always he, he gets to that stage. He always checking to see if there's blood, and it's awful because you, you constantly every time you go on the loo, you're shitting yourself about it. Yeah, so he can he can come back, but at the moment it's it's, it's not here. But a very 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 dear friend of mine, and um, and and you know massive influence on us and, and mentor and, and yeah, our agent for a long time, the, the Steve Strange, unfortunately passed away um, recently, and and um. It's it's fine because it can come, you know, these things can come back and the, the, the daily reminders like that. So yeah, but at the, at the moment I'm fine. Just a diabetes now. I've got to
2: watch. No, good. Oh, good. Um, oh, good.
0: It turns out, I, I mean, I, I I've got to show you. I, <laughs> I want to ignore our cupboards because they're a bit of a mess. So I've got diabetes, and my wife goes and buys a kilogram of cough candy or uh, <laughs> twist or whatever they're called a kilogram I said Why, why'd you buy that went, it's only 17 quid that's fine then it was only 17 quid so I bought a kilogram of uh, so they're in the cupboard so it's it's a bit tempting and I've I've, um, I've been on the old mince pies and I've been into those and then I took my blood sugar yesterday it was at call ambulance level <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah so I've got to get back on it and, and do the right things because it's uh, yeah diabetes is not great Right, yeah, yeah, please do well. It's good. Yeah. It's just the weight loss. I lost two stones. <laughs> Great for that. but you lose, you lose you lose all your muscles as well. well not mm. my identity, but you lose all your muscles as well as your, as well as your body fat. It's quite scary. There's always, there's always there's always something wrong with me, you know. Always, fast. I, I suffer in silence. You know, <laughs> you really, have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs>
3: no, but I, I'm glad you're keeping positive and everything, man. But like, I I kind of want I kind of wanted to mention this because really, since meeting you. I've said to Sean numerous of times, I think you're probably one of the most kind of positive, happy, go lucky, funny, kind of just like over round try to bring a smile to everyone's talented, faces.
0: Talented.
3: <laughs> uh, faces. When, you go, when you get into a room, when you get into a room, you like to put smiles on people's faces and you can always feel like there's a there's an extra glow. So kind of having to deal oh, with cheers, all these health Morgan. health issues over the last few years, I'm sure like obviously a, a massive struggle, but has it just been trying to think of the positives even more so? I mean, like dealing with it, like mentally, it must have been tough when you're always looking at the positive side.
0: Yeah, it was a bit of a shock when I got, you know, when cause I just literally went in for I had a urine infection, went into hospital, and they said, "Oh, you got some blood in your urine," and they did a urine test. So you've got kidney stones. I was like, "Okay, cool. Um, How do you get those? How do you get rid of those?" I was like, "Oh, you need to come back in whatever weeks, and we'll blast them with." Ultrasound and then you he, you piss them out, which doesn't sound great. Anyway, I went back and the guy's like, "Yeah, you haven't got any kidney stones anymore." He's like, "Oh, cool. Well, yeah, well, not really, because he still he's still got blood in your urine, so we need to do the old <laughs> camera down the cock." And um, uh... and, at that, and at that point, I'm thinking, all I'm concerned about is the camera down the cock. It's all I'm bothered about. You can't imagine what that's going to feel like if you've never had it before. Um, and but I, it never occurred to me they're going to go, "Oh, by the way, you've got cancer." I just dropped my wife and kids off at the cinema. Went to the hospital, paid to park, went in, waited, had a cup of tea, threaded the camera down the cop thing, and then thought he's going to just pull that thing out and that'd be, you know, be done. Come back in, whatever, and we'll figure this out. He's like, "Yeah, you've got, um, yeah." So, um, do you smoke? I'm like, "No." I'm like, well, okay, yeah, you've got a tumor. So, like, all right, what's that? Well, it means you've got cancer. And the next thing, you're in with a Macmillan nurse, and uh, you you can't believe it. And all I remember was like paying for my parking on the way out, thinking i got cancer now. It really feels really weird. So that was a bit of a shock. But I was, yeah, touch wood. I've been lucky so far. Um, yeah, so, but you've got, yeah, it's it, it quite a positive experience, the whole thing, because, like, people send me stuff. Make, someone bought, our mates to together and bought me a Nintendo Switch. People said nice things about me. Someone sent me a box of cookies. Like, every day, nice things would happen. And you think, do you know what? I've actually got quite a lot of friends. And in a cheesy way, it was like a real big living and it made you feel, um, yeah, like you connected with people over the years, and meant something to quite a few people. And it's quite a lovely thing, um, not to get too gushy about it, but yeah, it was a, it was it was quite a positive experience for me because of that.
3: Yeah, well, knowing kind of people who have gone through similar circumstances with you, and just the way you are in general, I think it's either it can either go with one of two ways: either kind of start giving up and feeling. Down about everything, or you can just really appreciate life and everything you have surrounding you, and just kind of ju- just what's going on in-, in general. And I definitely feel you've done that even more so. Just looking at A's activity over the last few years, you guys seem to have been out on the road as much as possible. You're just having a laugh. You're just trying to make good times. Really, yeah,
0: yeah, totally. And, and, and my old mindset was always quite positive anyway. But yeah, it was when, when a sad happened. I was like, okay, this is it. I'm only ever going to do good stuff, cool stuff, uh, with people that I that, that I want to work with, and, uh, and 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 try and build cool cool things. That's it. Don't do anything else. I don't, you know, and um, I'm not going to limit myself to to doing stuff that I don't necessarily need to do. If, if financially I can avoid it, which is obviously always a struggle, you know, you have always got to pay the bills and stuff. But but true, yeah, just trying to. I mean, we've got we've got a bit of a thing which is gets us into trouble. But we seem to feel like, and I don't know why it is, I don't know if it's the way we were brought up or, or, or if it's been a twin, which might have something to do with it. We always feel bigger than, I don't know, you never feel like when, you know, first day at school, it's not frightening when you're a twin. And you've always got that, um, that kind of sort of safety. I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe, so I've never not been a twin. But, but me and Jason specifically, have got this, um, we always feel like we can achieve anything, right? Like it it doesn't need to necessarily be a success. To, to do it, but we can just go and do it and see how it goes. And if it's a success or a failure, it kind sort of matters financially, but it almost doesn't really matter as long as we've had a good time doing it. And we sort of tried it and I got our own sort of stance to it, but like nothing I look at and don't think, right, I can't get involved in that. Cause I don't know that world. Like I really want to get involved with in football. I love football so much. And it, it sort of, um, it, it upsets me a little bit. I've not been involved in football yet somehow and I don't know how or why or when we will get involved in football but I know at some point we'll end up doing something in football in the sort of business side of football because I just feel like well why not
3: I'd love to see that I'd love to see
2: that I, th- I think the um, the fella from the Bank of California Stadium is still waiting for you to fuck <laughs> um, oh,
0: uh, that wasn't me that was again. <laughs> that was It's <laughs> like well I've got a ho- you know I've got a <laughs> started getting his phone out and pretending you've got Arsene Wenger's number in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's, just, let's, let's just recap that story, Sean. Me, me, and Sean Morgan. I'm not sure if you know this. Me, me and Sean. Sean, Sean was working with me and Jason, and we were going to do an event in LA. Um, so we went over, and we went to went to. Um, uh, well, two things happened on that trip. One of the funniest moments of my life happened on that trip, um, which well, two of the funniest moments of my life with, with Sean's was involving. We went to this thing called BigCon, which is like a big kind of influence uh, convention down in Anaheim. And we, stayed, we stayed, um, stayed near LAX, and we we're driving down there every day. But we were going to see that, and at the same time, we were looking for venues for our event, Sean was helping with. So we went to the Bank of California Stadium, which is in sort of downtown LA, where it used to be pretty rough these days, and LASC play there now, and it's brilliant. It's like an amazing stadium, Sean, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. And um, instead of just being Jason and Adam about it, the next thing we're promising we're going to sort out a friendly, a pre-season <laughs> friendly between Arsenal and LSC. And it didn't generally means it. And this like, oh, okay, okay, so who do you know? And Jason's getting his phone out and pretending he knows Arsenal, Wenger, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, you don't know a song. all we do is go to Arsenal to watch games. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> must be Put in, a in somewhere. In. Yeah. Put a, a word in. Somewhere, somewhere. Like, get a chat going. Get a chat going. I'm going to say to that game, we, 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 um, I don't know if Sean agrees, but one of the best sporting moments of my life was we went tailgating, which Americans do before sporting events. And we just, the guy, I think the guy from LSC said to us, just go get some meat from Walmart and get some beers and buy a sort of throwaway cool box and just turn up four hours early and you'll just make friends with everybody out barbecuing. And it was amazing show, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I remember you just you just wandered off, and then next minute you were friends with like a Mexican family who decided to cook <laughs> their own food. <laughs> <Come
0: on>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but no, but like going back to what you said about like you and Jason getting involved in things and always having a positive. Like you've been, both of you have been such a massive influence on me and made me see the world a bit differently because. I'm kind of the opposite of you. I'm probably the negative. <laughs> to, I'm, ne- I'm the negative to the Perries, But if you put us all no. together, we can you make negative? something work. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't even seen the positive side of you. Even when you're
0: negative, I think it's quite positive because it's funny. You're negative, you're negative in a funny way.
2: Yeah, well, remember when we went to, was it Disney that we went to on our thing? And I was super jet lagged. And I was just like, I don't, boys, I don't want to see fireworks. And everybody else oh, like we are going to watch. <laughs> mate, the Disney mate, I, I mean, I,
0: I know we're sidetracking here, but that was I, I that down as one of the funniest moments of my life. Because Jason, like me, I think we've been to Orlando on a previous trip, haven't we? Uh, to, to to another thing. And we went to Universal Studios there. And then we got we got to uh, Anaheim Jason. Right, we got because Jason's been there a load of times because um because one of his children was born in, in, in um in Southern California, so got all these stories about oh man. You know, as soon as my baby was born, we're straight down to Rainforest Cafe and um, saw fireworks. And he's banging on about how good this little vantage point is at, near Rainforest Cafe in this park called uh, um, Disney High. I know it's called Disney High Station. So we don't have to pay to go in. It's part of Disney, but it's not part. Of, it's, it's not part of the park. And you, you know, there's restaurants and stuff like that. So you can anyone can go. Any punter can go in there. I uh, know the best place to park. It's just a fair turn right, there. So he gets his car park, which is miles away from where he needs to be. Sean's like, oh, I don't believe it, it's has got jet lag, been in the sun all day, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't want to be doing this. And me, me and Jason and our mate Ben at work for us and, and Sean, and we're walking for about two hours around this stupid car park. And, and all Jason's doing is banging on about, oh, man, when my kids are born, you used to go to Rainforest Cafe. And when I won a Grammy, I went to Rainforest Cafe in Vegas. And I sat there by myself looking at me Grammy and thinking, oh, that's amazing. I love Rainforest Cafe. I love it. So he's banging on about like like Ted Bovis from ID High banging on about Rainforest Cafe. And we expect way see his fireworks at ten o'clock. And we get to the security bit where you've got to go through mail detectors and, and this thing. And Sean's behind me, and Jason goes, Oh mate, um, which way's Rainbow's cafe from me?" And the guy goes, mate, man, it's closed. <laughs> and it closed It closed down about two weeks before. And Sean just, Sean was walking behind me, and he, Sean just in the in the same motion, he didn't even stop. He just turned around and started walking back the <laughs> way. And all you can see was his shoulders do this behind him as he was pissing himself. That's so good. Where's Red first caper? It's close, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i can he just was, oh, imagine the you anger to be, yeah, you
0: did have to be there oh, He oh, yeah, didn't
2: I, have to be i wish i fucking wasn't there i <laughs> wish i wasn't there <laughs> oh. and then on
0: the same on the same trip he was right jason doesn't do any driving because he's shit. and then we're driving back at the 405 freeway and he had had a couple of beers so jason had to drive back to the hotel he falls asleep all the time when he's driving and then <laughs> He just falls asleep and goes. I think I think Sean was sort of asleep in the back, and I was kind of dozing off. And our mate Ben was in the back, and he went, "Ben, how old's your brother?" <laughs> Being asleep at the wheel, dreaming about Ben's brother, <laughs> and he, he woke uh, up. and It's now. How old is he? <laughs> like, what, so we like we through like seven lanes of freeway where Jason goes. Oh, fuck!
2: I remember him pulling over, and us all just being like, "fucking laugh." We were just laughing hilariously because we were like, "That was so cl- that was so funny," and we were so close to death. Well, at the yeah, same that's, time.
3: that's the concern. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh, um, um, we, we, as a family, we've driven out to the, C- the Cotswolds um, once, and we we stopped to sell South Men's Services on the A25. Uh, uh, for a bite to eat, and um, as it pulls to car park, i thought, I'm sure it's Jason's car, so drive it next to it, and he's got his he's got his own seat down reclining, and he's fast asleep. <laughs> like, <and> South services. What <laughs> <laughs> <But> the chances?
3: <laughs> Man, of course. Oh, <laughs> oh it. Yeah. But but speaking of just absolutely hilarious moments and and some absolutely funny stories from your career well it just seems a has always been a great laugh with things and i'm sure there's so many things you look back on and go how the fuck did we manage to do that how do we manage to get away with pranks how do we manage to spend millions of warner brothers money like when when you think when you think back of just the crazy things you've done with a alone like what comes to your mind like straight away uh
0: is, is i'll say this is the other day it's um you know, one of my many podcast interviews
2: this week. We, oh, were, we don't, we don't want the same yeah. stories, had So yeah, just forget <laughs> no, that, that. Then we move on. No,
0: now. We forget that. But I was saying, it was like a, it's like a school trip. It's like someone paid you to go on a school trip with all your mates in a big coach with beds in it. But even, even the, we've had this amazing time, and we we had a great career. It's all about the up, isn't it? Like it's all about the climb, as Hannah Montana said. And we had a really, <laughs> really slow, slow climb. <laughs> and um we really did oh, right re- and we were. yeah what a re- oh, sorry oh, what a
3: reference point. what a reference that a was song. That really what a that- song that. oh right sorry
0: <laughs> what a song have a-, have a listen to that song after this it's so good yeah and it's all about the- it is all about the climb though like that steady sort of six to seven years it, it took our band a long time to get to where we were and then you realise you're in the sort of top at the summit or your summit you know it's not of Coldplay summit but it's your summit and you know this is as good as it's going to get. That doesn't really last that long. And then it's a real rapid descent. Um, so we look back now and, and um, yeah, the whole sort of, it was a long time. We got, we got signed in 96. We didn't have any success until 2002, which we were super grateful for. Like, you know, the record label, like a charity. They dropped they dropped us. They dropped us in, um, before Fogon came out. So I remember going to tank our manager's office and Dan, Dan just walked in. And as we walked in, Dan was like, and high five me we were like high five each other because we got dropped. We we're like, this is at least something's happened <laughs> that we can talk about today. And then, and then we went to see Faith and Amore a couple of nights later at Brixton Academy. And we had an artwork meeting about Fogon with our with our designers who were wicked. And we had this amazing piece of artwork of this like um this old biplane from World War One crashing, but with the um with the, the A logo coming out of the back of it in smoke. And then there's Fogon, um i oh no, that's not number one. Fog on was an actual Titanic. With with smoke coming out of the chimneys, it looked bloody amazing, and we showed it to the dude um, in middle Bricks Academy. So, oh, by the way, and you know, t- I think Tank had like some visuals in his bag and um uh, back before you know you could grab your iPhone and show him. It's like wow, this looks amazing. Mm. I mean, hold that thought. <laughs> and he went back to the label the next day. We got fucking oh, it out. We just changed our mind. Fuck. You're back. <laughs> That's that Yeah, it. Off, so, off yeah we got dropped and re Yeah. And then, and then the other, the other thing that happened was we got dropped from Warner Chappell, our publisher, just before Hi Fi Series came out. So they heard the demo; is not fair, not for us, and um, and dropped us. And were like, okay, fair enough. You know, you know, what it's like with a, with a record deal or publishing deal, you get different advances and different options. And this is album number three, so they just didn't pick up the option. So we were fairly confident we could go get another publishing deal anyway. And then my, my wife played um, nothing to her boss, because my wife worked at a record label in the gym in Kensington. He's like, This is amazing. Is this A? He's like, Yeah. He's like, yeah. He, he, I think she played him nothing. And uh, he went back to the label and he's like, What's going on with A? Uh, he's like, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're getting some really good responses from this song. Uh, everyone's going nuts about it. it looks like it could be a massive hit and looks like radio are going to get behind it, blah, 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 blah. The boys have been doing this steady thing and now they can do Brixton and so he played it to the head of Water Chapel and went, um, have you heard this? Um, he said, what's this? It's this new A stuff. He went, you what? He goes, what's going on with it? He goes, oh, this, 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 and this. He goes, okay, um, we'll re-sign them. So he picked up the phone to our, our, um, our lawyer, John Safe, and we went, no, we'd like to re-sign the band. And I lawyer's like, yeah, but bet you do. <laughs> 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 you it's going to co- cost you. And um, so, like, doubly advance, let's, let's get rid of the, uh, the, the money you owe us for album one and two and recoup it. And, and they went, yeah, do all that. I mean, re-signed to Warner Chapel. And I think we're the only band that's ever done that, got, got dropped and re-signed on the same album.
2: That's mental. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even... I, what a win. Yeah, I didn't even... I haven't even heard that story before. That's nuts. Yeah. But, what demos must must do a fucking sent dump for them? Because like,
0: that was on there.
2: Yeah, a cover of Agadoo. That's exactly what it is. Cover of,
0: Agadu, cover of um, Hannah Montana. It's all about the climb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some some uh, some older uh, religious rock that we'd written. We used to have a religious <laughs> rock band for a joke. That was on. <laughs> that's on there. We once did hand it. We, we um. And our, and our first album, we went to Bath Moles to do some B-sides, and, and Paul McDonald, our A&I guy, came all the way out to Bath. He was like, okay, let's do it then. And we played him our religious rock record, and <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we recorded it instead. Uh, it's called Crucify, And the single was Ark in the Dark I can't build my Ark in the Dark He's like What? <laughs> <laughs> spent all that money And a week Recording religious rock songs None of us are religious
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, That's even better
2: <laughs> oh, oh Freaking crying Oh, my God. Was, um, yeah, uh, what was it? Park in the <laughs> Dark. Hark in the Dark. Dark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if Jesus had a sister, it was a B-side. Jesus <laughs> had Jesus a sister. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful girl she be. She'd reform Mr. Mr. And we release Carrie Elaine. That was great. And wow. uh, was a hit. <sighs> Um, <laughs> Forever Robes is great how do we get was, um, of these wait how do we get <laughs> yeah, all we of these get are they, are they anywhere t- yeah they are we've tried Um Steve Swindon our bass player at the time he's got them on a four track somewhere and um he's trying to find them they do exist somewhere on a little four track cassette some of the songs are amazing I mean Crucified could have been huge <laughs> <laughs>
2: you should have you should have tried to fucking ship it to Creed or somebody like that oh, yeah wow. I think the
0: band Creed could have been Oh yeah, i the fan queen, could have been. wow. Yeah. But you know, I, 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 but after all the stuff we've done, we have done some great stuff. Slam this year was the funniest, best weekend we've ever had in our band, our band's history. We all drove away thinking that was amazing. The gigs are great. It was great to see people again, like you you two, obviously, and others. And, and it just, there's a real kind of halo around There's a halo effect around the whole festival for some reason. It was just amazing. And we just pissed ourselves for two days. Yeah, it was like it was a good.
2: golfing all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic to see everyone.
3: Yeah. But, but, well, to me, it does seem like with A, it's just you're just having fun with it now. There doesn't seem to be that like external pressure. You're not really worried too much about what's going on? I mean, obviously people will ask about like, you know, will there be another record? What does the future hold? All that kind of stuff. But I mean, for you, is it just kind of, you're just enjoying, you're literally just enjoying getting chances to play and, and everything where it suits you.
0: Yeah. Getting, getting, chances, well, basically getting a chance to hang out with the rest of the band. Uh, we, you know, I remember watching this Paul McCartney interview where he said, um, you know, being on tour is a nightmare. You know, he's a lot of hanging around and, it's a lot of travel and hurry up and wait and blah, 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 blah. But the hour and a half on stage makes up for it. And w- with us, it's the other way around. <laughs> it's like the hour and, <laughs> and a half on the stage gets in the way of hanging out. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, just, get, yeah, it's just great. Just, I don't get to see Mark as often as, as I should. But just to go, like, we've got a tour in March. I just can't wait to just hang out with, with the band and crew. And obviously, get, you get to play. And some of our songs, you know, I mean, I'm going to say this because it's my band, but I love them. I love playing old folks and I love playing nothing and and we are doing some stuff we are we are we are doing demos at the moment and there's a um yeah it's just getting James around to doing it but yeah. there, there is there is um there's a lot of talk about doing some new stuff and there's some great new stuff some great new demos and ideas flying around so we, we definitely want to do some new stuff and we've got lots of offers to not lots of offers but we've got a couple of offers to put it out and let yeah, see where it goes It'd be great, but just, it's just, you know, it just wants, we want to hang out. And we've still got a fan base, which is quite amazing. They're amazing. They come out and see us and, and, you know, we're a lot of those people's favourite favorite band or in their top three favourite bands of all time. So they, they end up singing words back to you, like their life depends on it. Whereas when you're on Top of Pops and stuff, you've got a lot of transient kind of fans in the audience who are there because, you know, rock music's on the radio and they like that single, and, but they're not, you know, they might not be there next time. That's absolutely fine. Um, but the people that come out to see it twenty years later, without releasing anything else, they're proper hardcore Ray fans.
2: It's quite amazing.
0: It blows my mind, really.
2: But that's just the te- that's just the testament of good songwriting and just being good people. Or either people want to stick around or want to stick with you.
0: Yeah, we've had, that that is one of the things that we have found is that we haven't really pissed anybody off. Like it's a really small industry, you know, and we can pick up the phone to virtually everybody in it um provided we get the number and, and they go oh, yeah. <laughs> we go oh yeah you lot yeah i hate your band but you're nice you're a nice fellow, so yeah why don't i hook you up with him oh, i'll make an intro to that person and it, it actually has been really helpful the fact that we haven't run riot and, and trashed tour buses and we were the tidiest band in the world at one point i think that's our that's what we were <laughs> well, going for well we on the flip for,
2: yeah yeah well on the flip side of that I've seen uh, it went viral a couple of days ago. There's a band called Brass Against, I believe. And stick Stealers. Have you seen what she did? Yeah, what a Stealer. What a Stick Stealer. So she, um, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, um, trigger warning, urine. Um, the sing- the singer from Brass Against, I think that's how you say it, squatted down and peed on a man's face live at a gig. So um, how do you yeah, feel about the that, end. Adam? No way <clears throat>
0: Well, we, I've had my moments where um, we, uh, she, she's basically sold Bloodhound Gang stick and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and ripped it off and stole it. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I'm not sure you can get away with that now. It looks like she's kind of got
2: away with it. I don't know. There's, no can, uh, there's not much cancelling going on. No, I haven't seen much. No, I've seen people just go, what the fuck is this? And that was it rather than like, she should be stopped. Yeah, could you tell us about some of the things that um, are legal <laughs> that you witnessed with the Bloodhound gang? Um, specifically around piss or... <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> no <laughs> just in general. <laughs> really, yeah. because
2: um, I mean... Well, 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 t- yeah, tell me, because uh, I have no idea how you ended up in Blood. Like, I don't know what the, the backstory there is. So if you could well, tell
0: the back us... Story, uh, the the backstory is I asked Tommy Lee and
3: he was too expensive. That is honestly the truth. Really? Honest <laughs> to God?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the honest got truth it was between me and tommy lee and uh, and tommy lee came back with a, a slightly inflated whereas i you know i'll do alt to tour. so um yeah i think i was at least three thousand percent cheaper <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i I'd, um i was managing jason and dan as writers and producers and we'd just done the first uh in the matt willis record i think we started working on the i know we not even started working on the fly at that point and um and then I, from the tour manager, gave me a call and went, Billy's, Billy's left. Um, and Billy's a really good mate of mine and, um, and one of the best drummers. I absolutely love Billy's playing and uh, seen the most amazing bloodhound gang gigs with him playing, but he, Billy had had enough for, for, for whatever reason. And um, he's like, yeah, do you, we think you'd be great. Do you want to come out and enjoy the tour? I like, really? You want me to play drums? Because I'm not even the best drummer in A. <laughs> <laughs> alone, you know, I know four fills. One of them is the EastEndersville. You know, <laughs> okay, can't play that in nothing. <laughs> Actually, you play that in nothing. <mumbles> Give me some love. That is film, isn't it? <mumbles> and, um, yeah, so I was like, okay, really? All right. Um, where's the first gig? He was like, oh, well, we're rehearsing in, in, um, in Brussels for five days. And Bloodhound Gang rehearsed for a week in the first city on the tour, wherever it is. It's just such a cool thing. So you might play in Australia, you rehearse in Australia, or you're in Miami or Sofia in Bulgaria, and you rehearse there for a week. And um, so you get to you get to see cities and spend time in them. But you never not never normally would just because of that rule. It's just a rule that they set. So it's like it doesn't matter how expensive it is or how unfortunate it is for people. That's where rehearsing. So I've always loved that. I love that these man-made rules that make life when you look back give you give you more stories. Yeah, that's it. And I joined the band for three weeks, playing arenas. And, uh, and yeah, I'm still in the band today. It still exists, but it was amazing. It like playing, playing drums again inside arenas, sold out all over Europe. Forget how big the band, band, band were at that time. I absolutely loved it. I loved, you know, playing some of the songs were incredible to play. And you know, that, the first time Jim pissed into, into Jared's baseball cap. No, Jim's got his baseball cap out and Jarrod's pissing in it. And then Jim puts it on his head like that, but he stands behind, he stands in front of my drum riser and puts it on his head this whole hark of Jim's pisses oh, all the wow. way just straight over me. Oh, wow. for sake. So my drum tech tour got a towel there ready to put over my head. Should that happen again? And it happened a few times. It, it, it made, some of the stuff that, I, that, that, that we've seen anyway with those boys, on tour with them with A, because we, we tour with them for a year and a half, two years nearly, and we learned so much from them about how to on the cap of people. And, uh, but we also saw some amazing things. like Watching Jared eat a cockroach she was an in Arizona, was an that, that a cockroach, three cockroaches on a table. Jared at the end of the table, with his mouth out like that. Then everyone throwing dollars in, like some kind of like Vietnam, you know, like film movie. Uh, Everyone's like putting ten dollars on cockroach A or B to get down down the end of the table, and then ju- you know into Jared's mouth, and uh, and then the cockroach unfortunately won. Jared bit and it late. I think the emergency thing that cockroaches do they're about to die is they lay all their eggs. So this, this dude laid all his eggs in Jared's throat all down oh. his thorax and he had to go to this uh, hospital in in um, Arizona and get them all scraped off <laughs> right. for, for, for $10. <laughs> and I think at that point Touch was like tw- number one in 21 countries.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. what are you that's doing?
3: Well, well, that's the thing I, I was going to mention. You were literally behind the kit for Bloodhound Gang for a, a decade until the band kind of just suddenly disappeared and everything. But there's so many random stories on the internet of just crazy things like that bloodhound gang would do, or just kind of try to make each other laugh and pop and, and and whatnot was there any was there any point during it because obviously you know known them for a, a while that you were just like, "How the fuck are we doing all this, or was it just second nature to you because you was around them so much, and all these kept happening
0: yeah it became it became second nature to be completely honest and there's one day that I can't even talk about, which was the most, it was like a, a perfect storm of three massive things that, that went together. And, uh, I mean, I can't even go there with what happened that day. But it involved a fire, it involved a porn film shoot, it involved playing with NSYNC on MTV. Um, <laughs> it it all these things in one day. And you, you can't make up what happened at the end of it. But to start with, yeah, it was like, all right, I'm back in, I'm in the band now, which is cool. People expect a certain certain part of behaviour from you know a certain yeah a certain behaviour from me. But I, you know, I was always like the butt of the jokes because I just go to bed at midnight, put my headphones on, go to sleep, wake up for the next gig, wait you know wait for the bus to start start idling, and you know the bus the bus is idling, and then the bus sets off at two a.m. bus call to the next show, and then you wake up the next day and come down the stairs, and everyone's still up from the night before, and the, the place is like a zoo. And um I just get up early to go to hang out with the bus drivers and truck drivers and talk about Arsenal because they're all they're was English and catering. And then sort of sound check. People still people still not awake, you know. So you end up doing a sound check by yourself sometimes. And um because you know everyone's <laughs> kind of been up from the night before, so I was like the real straight kind of dad that was going to bed early and just keeping out of trouble. But if, yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that you you can't. They just try and make each other laugh all the time. When I, when I, first,
2: when I first joined and we had the first shtick meeting, I didn't realise... Shtick meeting, mind. That's fucking yeah, brilliant. How important yeah. it is. Yeah. There's so many people in bands, right, who have never even heard or have been involved in, like, a shtick meeting. Yeah, yes. oh, it's so but, good. Yeah.
0: And it's at <laughs> three o'clock every day, or whenever everyone's up. So the local promoter has to supply the whole rider, obviously. And there's all kinds of stuff on that rider like off prawns out to sit in, window. <laughs> in the window and the window source of Jared can eat them at, at, uh, at the encore and puka. But he's also got the, the the promoter's also got to provide a local shtick And then, and so that could be um, a local stooge. It could be someone from the venue. It could be someone that works for the mayor or, you know, or the police. And then the shtick will generally join the stick meeting. And that's where all the local shtick gets filmed. So he'll take the, the cameraman and Jared generally around town you know, watching pissing fountain or whatever, and you know, and then all that all that stuff gets thrown on the back screen projections at the gig, and people love all that stuff. Like ah oh, ha, crazy man, he pissing fountain, and you know, people think it's hilarious. <laughs> and um, and uh, but yeah, my first stick meeting was amazing because you can't bring stick to stick meeting. It's like fire club. So there's, there's like two things that can't bring stick to stick meeting. So it's got to be deadly serious. Um, you have to wear a baseball cap. So if you're going to – there's a shtick cap that gets passed around. If you're going to talk, you have to wait for the cap, and then you can talk. And then there's a local shtick tater. And then all that stuff gets put down in the set list. So, so you look at your set list, it's like Balls Out, Chasey Lane, uh, Magna, you know, um, Bad Church and stuff. And these are massive hits. And I am look at the set list, and this is going to be great to play. This. And then in between, you've got what the shtick is to the right on the, on the set list. And the first time I saw Dick Cheney, I actually, I thought, this is going to be amazing. Dick, and then the shtick's called Dick Cheney, so thinking of the name for stick, so good. And then watching Jared pull on a flight case with his dick tied to a chain, <laughs> pulling backwards <laughs> like that, walking on with a sink and <laughs> bowling for soup in it, and it's called Dick Cheney. Oh,
3: <laughs> fuck
0: yeah. What a band. How oh, great a bloodhound gag.
4: What Aww. an amazing
0: thing. Just the name of <laughs> the stick,
4: funny.
0: A <laughs> <Aww>. symbol <laughs> uh, shepherd. There's a symbol that's part of my kit that jim rips off. And that's called Symbol shepherd. <laughs> that used to make me laugh every like, Seen that on the set list. Uh, it's so much good stuff.
3: Yeah. No, literally. I, I really, I really hope one day that we get like all of this in a proper like documentary or book or something. Uh, it's a, got
2: to a, happen. A, a yeah, I, could, I don't even know. I don't even know if it could be reported on it. Well, maybe not. The that's the it's thing.
0: Like, but, yeah, we did start making one, but it's never come out. Um, been edited for a long time. Been put together, but it's never, it's never come out anyway. But that's, yeah, that's been in the making since our April previous. And obviously the world has, <laughs> the world has changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite a know, uh, You know, post Me Too, you know, and, 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 and all these movements that quite rightly, you know, flagged a lot of bad behaviour. Things have calmed down a lot. But the, the last tour we did with Bloodhound Gang was my favourite tour. It was a lot, like some great sticks still, but we, we played really well. Dan was in the band at that point, so Dan was on tour which is great for me to I've gone out. And uh, and um, so we did a lot, lot of hanging out together. We traveled to some great places and it was all arenas and stadiums and festival headlining and stuff. And that was, that was amazing, that's all. Yeah, and then it all went, went to shit on the last night. And we've never, <laughs> never played again. Well, um, yeah. I, I, was, we
3: will. I was So obviously you mentioned a lot of controversy and stuff, but I, I did want to bring up, if we can, can we talk about the Ukraine and Russia incident?
4: M.
5: Go to Quince.com slash style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. I mean Yeah, uh, yeah, it
2: was um It sounds like you fucking found the UFO <laughs> Morgan's, The Morgan the uh, the Russia and Ukraine incidents. Oh the UFOs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry, that, one. yeah <laughs> that one
0: Yeah, I have told this story a lot and my wife's sick of me telling it. But um it was it was nuts. It was it was a nuts thing to be part of i have dined down on it quite a few times afterwards, and and um, I, I heard Jared tell this story to McFly when we did Shepherd's Bush Empire a couple of years ago. There, Jared flew to Berlin to see it, and I um, was like, "Hey, you want me to tell the richer uh, story to the um to McFly guys?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And um, so he came into the dressing room and told it, and he, his volume was longer. Than mine is van hour, uh, but the way you know the way he tells it, Jared, so, yeah, so he's called me Red, just take me off in a van, and then the next thing I'm saying, "Hey, Reds." It's still kind of reds like it's you know <laughs> red dawn like you know back in the days of VHS yeah. video films about communism <laughs> um, yeah Sheila's comments have got bigger fish to fry in. I love the way Jared talks, he's amazing. So yeah, you really want Jared to tell his story because he's way better at it than I am. But yeah, we we, we basically yeah, we played in the Ukraine. That's the tour had been great, and no, then we played in the Ukraine the day before at a town called Odessa, which which when when Russia annexed it, there's a there's a, there's a big, yeah, a lot quite a few people died then unfortunately, and not long after we were there. In fact, the only Stone magazine, I think the headline was, if Russia invades Ukraine, blame the bloodhound Gang." And um, <laughs> it wasn't that yeah, it it was long, long afterwards.
2: It is, I, I saw something this week about um, everybody being on alert again because Russia's thinking about going into Ukraine. So perhaps they must have viewed the you had fucking bad touch on the radio and I was like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah,
0: oh, well we haven't <laughs> we'll finished it. it yet. <laughs> yeah, second course of Chasing Lane means we need to amass our troops. How have got more troops on the Russian border than we have in England? But um, yeah, so we played in, played in Odessa and it was a really weird gig, it was a beach gig and um, so I was swimming in the, in the Black Sea, we were, I remember eating lobster and drinking champagne, It's like amazing and then we did this weird gig which is like um, a bit of a sort of, it's a small club on the beach outside and the next day, we're flying to Moscow um, to do this massive festival, like, you know, a huge festival. My snare went it a really, really, good day. It was a bit of a weird gig. The crowd were weird. It, was, it had a really violent sort of undertone to it. So, it's like, four or five hundred gang fans down the front. But then the rest of it was like like mobsters and oligarchs and old men with hookers. And it looked really, it looked, um, yeah, it looked a little bit, I remember afterwards I told myself said let's get back out let's get out of here it's, the vibes aren't great at all and that was before we would even knew there'd been an incident but my snare went through in song four so I'm getting my snare changed over and I got my head down helping get it out and put the new one in and uh, and someone Jared, getting people throwing stuff on stage someone threw a Russian flag on stage and yeah that's it Jared put down his pants and threw it in the crowd and went don't sell Putin and um, obviously people did sell Putin <laughs> and um and then, we, and then we, uh, we got we got to Moscow the next day and all the hell broke loose. Unbelievable. Like into this massive media storm. And it was weird. We, we, we were playing water polo in the hotel with these Russian blokes we'd met. Uh, really, I think you have tried it so it's hard. It's such, really, it's such a hard sport. When you get to the deep end, and you've got to take your feet off the ground. And there's people lobbing the ball at you. It's unbelievable. So we, we're trying to muster that. But the Russian guys are playing and we're, we're really good at it. And all, our, all the crew at the gig at this big festival that we're headlining, I think Jimmy and Will were playing, and like, it's really good, Bill. Anyway, there was lots of sort of camera crew and p- crews around in the hotel, and, and they were letting people in to take photos of us and stuff. It was really quite a bit weird. And then, yeah, got in the minibus, went to the gig, and, and then as soon as we got to the gig, we knew that everything was different, and we got, um, we got put in a, in a port cabin and turned the lights off. Only the lights and our cabin were turned off and then the promoter asked to do a couple of things which were weird. And then we then we got put into this big tent and into a, a press conference with like all of Russia's media it looked like it was absolutely rammed. And it was like, you need to apologise for what you did yesterday. And I had no idea what happened yesterday. I have no idea. And I was sat at the end of the table, so I'm kind of trying to distance myself <laughs> to look like I'm like the interpreter or whatever. Yeah, and Jarrod's just thinking it's all shtick. He's like, oh, okay, before you, you know, before you ask a question, you need to take a, you know, a shot of the jager and He's like, handing Jäger out to the journalist. But some of them were like laughing along and some of them were pretty angry. So I was like, all right, obviously stuff's gone down that we didn't really realise. And then the next thing, we were told that the Interior Ministry have said that we're um, under investigation. They're sending some troops down. And, um, and I was just sat in eating some salmon. And I told him, I was like, right, we're out of here. And I've been to the main stage, I've been onto the side of stage and sat I'm kit. And you know, just you know, it's like you sit down there, make sure everything's cool, talk to my drum tech and stuff, and summer's setting, it's a beautiful night. Yeah, it's like we're out of here. It's like, what, why? Because um, we've got to go right now, I'll tell you in the van. And we got back in the van and we all just spread out of there. But we left some of our crew behind, because um, they were still on stage. And, and and Jared was missing. And um and they'd taken Jared off to the woods, these like army guys, and we trying to question him, but he demanded an interpreter and all this stuff. Got to the hotel, bar- barricaded the door, called my wife and said, I think something strange is going on. But, um, what, you know, we don't really know too much about it. But the gig's been cancelled. I'll see you tomorrow. We're coming home. Next morning, got for breakfast. Jared, Jared's at the hotel and he's like telling us all that he'd been arrested at the gig, driven off into the woods, and, um, and that we're going to get re- re-arrested in Moscow. Really? What the hell's going on? Anyway, got back in the minibus, got to the airport. And as we drove in, we were being hit by rocks and people burning American flags and people chatting, Bloodhound Gang Go Home and all this stuff. And we went around the back into the kind of VIP entrance bit. I want to say airport. It's like Newquay Airport. Like, you know, it's tiny. Yeah, we said one at a time, we'll go check in. So I checked in first, I think, whatever. Went back into the sort of airside backstage bit into this like VIP bit. And then more more people did that. And then before I knew it, the doors got kicked in and all these Cossacks with whips, bullwitch whips and sticks and ran in, in full military outfit. and Just started beating the, shit out, beating the shit out of everyone. And I I now famously saw his door next to me and the and means to escape. And, and I escaped through the door and then held it on the other side so no one else could get through. Listened to my bandmates <laughs> and crew <laughs> crying and moaning on the other side and all this kind of destruction of me. And I'm like holding the door handle.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that, was- that was nuts. And I uh, went back in the room and the whole thing was carnage like tables and chairs everywhere and glass smashed and tables upturned and stuff. And and then we were stuck there for nine hours and um, they closed the airport. We all decided to call the embassies. The British embassy was closed. So we got three. It said, literally, if your life's in danger, hit one. So hit one, got through to the GCHQ, talked to a girl called Barbara. She knew exactly what was going on. She was talking to Sam from American embassy and they were talking to the Germans, the Canadians. And then we got to put our phones together, and the Americans had to denounce their right to um to uh, whatever it was, so they, they, they could look into it. And the sort of four or five embassies were working together to get us out. And then we had this Russian police who were in the airport. He had his gun out constantly. This big fat dude, with his gun out at the window, um, looking out the window constantly. I'm like, I'm like, are we in danger? And he's like, just kept nodding. And then the only thing in the room that we were captured in was this TV screen showing Russia today. And we were the head, it's like Sky News, which is today, we were the headline story. So our faces wow. are popping up. There's people walking around with clipboards and headset mics on talking about Bloodhound Gang, and da, 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 da. cutting to the outside, the, the uh, outside broadcast camera out at the perimeter of the airport where people are burning American flags, like this mob, like Shrek. Yeah. And then it was just like, we've got to get out of here. How are we going to get out of here? So we, t- we found a record label in New York and got them out of bed and tried to get the private plane and... Then they'd just talk it down to White House level and they're going to send a Chinook helicopter from the Ukraine to pick us up and all this stuff. And then finally a plane landed and they took some people off and put us on. But that was nine hours later. And uh, it's like the 18. Like Jared is devising this sketch of what to do when the when Comets attack us here. The Yanks coming in this side. Um, You're going to put this around his foot. I was like, mate, I don't want any part. I was like a dog at the vet. So was, like shaking. Jarvis is all shit to him. Of course, it's hilarious. And Harry's just a sweet right in front of the window where they sent oh, They sent a SWAT team to protect us. So outside the front was a SWAT team with all black, black balaclavas on and automatic weapons to protect us because they thought we were going to get invaded again because the, the security had let these guys in, let them airside. So they were working, you know the security at the airport were working against us. And then when we got in the bus to go to the steps to the plane, they made us empty everything we had and b- bribed us to get off the bus. He made us crouch down in the bus so we didn't get shot out and stuff because there, there were people trying to get us even then. And then we got on the plane and everyone on that plane knew because uh, they'd all been seeing the news, I suppose. And we flew, flew to Moscow. And, um, and as we were landing in Moscow, I sat next to Jared. And I went, Jared, are you worried about this or is going to be okay? I'm like, yeah, a little bit from Columby, a little bit from Columby. <laughs> 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 I was joking. Yeah, and then we landed and we and we and we tapped it all the way to the end of the terminal and um which is weird. And then they came they came on and they pulled the the kind of police and kind of FBI looking people with like different uniforms on, came on and they called us all one by one off the plane, lined all up in the jetway, and then called the Americans and the, uh, and called the Americans off. And that's it. I thought, oh no, you we never see him again. Think about pussy riot and all this stuff that's happened before with bands. I've done, you know, way less than we had done all in you know, this. In terms of the exposure we were getting right there and then, we were all over the news. Um, and my phone was going constantly back home. People are hearing it and you know picking it up on internet and Sky News are talking about it and stuff. And then um, they escorted us through the airport and everyone was looking at us. And our, our production manager said, "I think that's it. they are going to free us." I was like, "Blimey! If we get freed here, we're dead. We're going to get beaten up." And uh, we got in this big lift, and this lift went up, and, the, and as the doors opened, we were in the Moscow airport jail. Like, oh good. Yeah, and then in the next cell uh or room to us was Edward Snowden. And he'd just been flirting from, from Hong Kong, and the Russians are trying to free him and give him clemency, whatever it's called. And the Americans, this guy Sam from the American Embassy, is trying to extradite him back to the States to face treason. He had all that going on, and he wasn't taking any crap from the Russians and um and then Barbara called me from GCXQ. She's calling all the time, telling us where to go, keep away from the Americans, put your wallet in, in, your, in your, your cash down one pants and your, and, and your, your credit cards in your socks and make sure you've got your phone charger and all this stuff. And then she called me and said, look, I'm going for lunch break now. Somebody else has taken over. Been um, being that, 10 hours at this point. Um, she was honestly, she come not a call at 10, 10 or 12 times, like constantly. And she said, um, they're, they're not going to arrest you now you're you're free to go. the, the Americans are interested in. And 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 sort of, you know, slowly they they pulled us on into this room and gave us our passports back and then asked us what flight we want to get on. And there's two flights leaving that time of night, one was to Istanbul and one was to Prague. And we're like, Oh, the EU all us from Europe, like, right? EU, whatever, you know, get us to Prague. Get us. So they got us on this flight to Prague, and as soon as they changed their mind that they didn't want us anymore, it was the, the Americans they wanted, that was it, they were we were we were being escorted backstage around the airport, going through doors, and, and didn't pass any security, didn't pa- and, and got on this flight. And at one point, me and Dan saw our bags and Dan's guitars on this, this uh, luggage trolley that come from our Moscow flight. They so just kicked all the bags off and grabbed mine, and then, and they helped us. There's no tagging your bag or going through security. Like we were running backstage, and then they put us, you know, put us on the on the plane. And as we we're doing that, Jason was calling me, going, "What's going on?" It's we were hearing loads of stories about bloodhound gang and the being you bit held prisoner and all this stuff and yeah got on, got on this plane and there's a great photo of us all on this plane, and we were absolutely shattered, all of us taking taken off to go to Prague and then we got to Prague, and me and me and Dan shared shared one room, and that had all been booked for us and um and we shared this room and we were, we barricaded ourselves in. we were absolutely petrified about it And the next day we got we got back to um back to England and it was on BBC news the sky and... Yeah, me, 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 and Dan were—we were really quite shaken about it. Yeah, and then she called me. Barbara called me. She said, "Oh, I'm glad you're back home." So how? How you know I'm back home? You oh, know, tracking your phone. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and you were backing me on seeing that. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I was crapping myself for a long time. Yeah. Uh, like, I got, I got some bad messages on Twitter. Um, you know, some threats from Russian people on Twitter. I came off Twitter. I've never been back on it. And, um, and you know, got into London, and I was like looking round, it, thinking. Might be followed by people, and um, yeah, it took a while for that to that to sort of sink in that it was an enormous thing. Um, it's a long story, but I, I, I've
3: shortened it. No, no, yeah, thank, thank you for thank you for sharing it. That's that's one of the most insane stories I've heard. Yeah, have Bloodhound Gang done any shows
0: since?
2: Like, after- no, so we,
0: we were banned from Russia and Ukraine for five years, so all of us were banned. So I wanted to go to the World Cup, but obviously couldn't. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, and I think been, Jared has might have been back to the Ukraine now. He did some documentary about Chernobyl. Uh,
2: <laughs> so imagine what that was like. Of course. Because, um, yeah, when I, when I think about documentaries about nuclear disasters, my first thought is the Blood Down Gang. So <laughs> why not get one of the Blood <laughs> oh, yeah, Gang Jared. to host it?
0: Yeah. No, I think he broke in or something. He broke in back into Chernobyl something like that. I can't remember. I've got a, it's going to be worth a watch. He'll, he'll be able to tell you. Yeah, so he have not been back for five years. And then there's all kinds of stuff going on still in the back in the background, I think. So we can't talk. We can't talk anywhere that's got, a, uh, um, you know, a, a extradition treaty with Russia. So it, it kind of, a lot of places are not not on the map anymore for us and they're all places where we're big. But I'd love to. I'd love to come back and do some stuff because we can get offers. I think the time, it's been long enough now and there's, there's a bit of a mystique about Bloodhound Gang. Um, and all these stories have kind of helped the myth of the band even more. You know, we, we can come back, come back and do some really cool stuff I think but it's easy it's easy for me to say that because um, you know and you know, there's a, there's a lot of responsibility to, to put that back together and, and, and do it so I'm not sure
2: yeah we would yeah. love a chat with Jared at some point oh that would be yeah fantastic sure. oh, so, I'll, yeah, I'll ask him
0: yeah if you could, that would be fucking Please amazing because I'd love to appreciate it. This version but yeah I miss it you know the time with that band is unbelievable and then some, of the, some of those gigs have just been some of the best gigs I've ever been involved in with, with them there's one gig in, in, Mag- in Magdeburg, I think it was, or um, it was like watching the Beastie Boys, but I was on stage, like the way that Jim and Harry are interacting um, in, in certain songs. Like I used to absolutely love some of the like, songs like Boom and stuff. Just amazing. And you're playing drums for them too and they come up to you and they're sort of singing and it's just like the Beastie Boys. And it just, you know, it's a completely different to me. And yeah, it just, some of those gigs are unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. And they, they are the most incredible people. I really miss them so much. The whole band and crew, like the best people you'll ever meet. Funniest, but most caring and intelligent, like amazing people.
3: Insane. Well, yeah, well, fingers crossed we will get a uh, Bloodhound Gang show eventually. But
2: Yes, yes. And yeah, or, yeah so, so, so is this you saying that you're still in Bloodhound Gang? Or you well, would be, uh, it's up to them, I suppose, is it? Oh, to them, but at this point the band doesn't exist. <laughs> so, there, there,
0: there is no band. Yeah, the, the, the chance of touring that's so slim.
2: Yeah. Um that's crazy though. Did it end like instantly? Yeah, did it end instantly then? That, after that. that Russian night, thing? Yeah. That
0: night, yeah, that's it. You know, there's there's lawsuits and there's um criminal charges against you against certain members. Yeah, there's on Sky News about six, six months later, there's a piece on Sky News on the entertainment column about how justice had been served, like there's been a trial, and whoa, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's not, it's not as easy as thinking, oh, let's just get back together. We miss it. There's all kinds of stuff that would have happened around that.
2: So what was um yeah, what was the charge then? What was the um? I think it's was like inciting a riot or
0: something. But this is a, remember this is a different country. This is like you. This is like you stealing a slice of bread from a, a, a vagabond. Um down a down a deep, deep, dark alley in Marseille to get to the pole and be charged for it in England. Yeah, but it's just Russia just Russia think Ukraine's theirs and as we are about to see, as we are amassing more troops on the border, it looks like. But they, they annexed Crimea about two, or three weeks later. And um yeah, that's all our fault, already.
2: Well. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder, if they play, I wonder if they play Bad Touch as the um <laughs> as about, to, about to drive into the Ukraine now. <laughs>
0: well, it did. Yeah. The, uh, the US forces played um, Firewater Burners are driving into Iraq in the first Gulf War. That was like their big thing they played. Like, American troops would play that song. So, um, yeah, so we need, the, uh, we need the Russians to do something. Play an A song. Play, all, play Starbucks by A as they're driving <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah,
3: why not? Why not? I just, I, think that's absolutely perfect an <laughs> I just want to give you an
2: annex. I just want to give you
3: an annex. Well,. I've, abs- I've absolutely loved this conversation. It's gone literally up and down. It's gone every possible way it could have. But just to f- one last thing for me, just to finish on, uh, on a completely different atmosphere than we've just talked about, um, Adam, is and not a lot of people will know this. Um, and I want to give it a bit more attention, is that a few years ago, you had a lot of media coverage because you decided to make Toast interesting for oh, yes. one of your daughters. Toast man. So, uh, please tell us about some of the professional sculpting you have done with pieces yeah. of toast over the years. That
0: was nuts. That was like we, um, it was me and my daughter uh, Scarlett. We and we've never had so much press in our lives. So we did every TV show, going press constantly. It was all over, like Washington Post, New York Times. Um, Mad. Not in he Russia, in the Not in
2: Russia. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, imagine you are on the news, cut in toss, and then all of a sudden, some Russian Russians like, "Wait a second, that's the fella who nearly started <laughs> the him. riot." He's, banned. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> he he <banned> him. <laughs> yeah, he's nuts.
0: Yeah, she, um, she, um, she's highly allergic to load. Just this. I used to make a two slices of toast for breakfast. That was all she ever eat—white bread. And one day, I made her this like Ferris wheel, like the London Eye. So it's like really crude, like a triangle and a circle with a cocktail stick through it. But she, she thought it was ace. So I posted on Instagram and started, I was on, on the way to London, I thought I'll start a new account. First on Instagram, it became, a. it got quite a few followers. So the next day I did a handbag or whatever, and, and it sort of took off. And then before I knew it, we had quite a big following. And then the next thing I did that drew loads of attention was I did a um, really rubbish version of the Statue of Liberty, Statue of Liberty, and, um, but it's like a sort of, um, yeah, like a sort of modern art version, like a Picasso version. Um, but the power of hashtags, lads, I <laughs> hashtag New York, and it worked, And, um, that hashtag was, um, was printed by ABC News New York, and they ran a story about it. And then it got on Reuters, and it got on all the wires. And before I knew it, I was just friendly off the say we did. We did the Alistair Stewart News at one, you know, the other. and finally, peace. <laughs> yeah. That's like a massive yeah. thing. We had, we had TV crew, think bands outside the house with satellite dishes. Did that, did the ITV News, did BBC, did Good Morning America, Good Morning Japan, uh, Good Morning Australia, did every single show you could do in the UK. Loads of press interviews. It was nuts. Yeah, and then I, could, it could have been, been a career. If I'd really thought about it, I was getting loads of, loads of kind of deals, had deals to make, you know, I made like Transformers out of Toast and got paid for that. And started doing album covers, which, which I was getting paid for and got an agent that, that said we could, you know, quite easily get a bug deal. But, but then I got, uh, then yeah, then I, I went to hospital and it just stopped. And, um, and then it's really hard to kind of pick up, pick up the mantle again. And I, I've lost a lot of my following now because, you know, I've posted for a long time. But I'm, I've still got, you know, I've still got my kit
2: yeah, my Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I saw you. Um, yeah, I saw you do one live in the flesh once. I oh, can yeah. believe
0: That's, it. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So even where we are in Orlando or, New- or wherever we were, I, I felt like because I did it every day, I had to do one. It just got too much. Like you know, I did it for a year full time. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do more of it. Two slices of toast.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, at two slices of toast on Instagram. Um, yeah, it was at the first Center Park meeting we had. And I oh, remember yeah. you you oh, brought terrible. the kit <laughs> you brought the kit out and I was like fucking hell, he's taking this seriously Here we go
0: it. it was rubbish it was the worst I ever did I didn't want to do I think I did a log fling or something
2: a slide
0: it didn't look like a slide oh and that center park shit was good though that's a whole other
2: podcast yeah just hanging it well that was my first ever time using v- uh, having to go VR you guys were yeah like, and I was like what oh, the f- oh my god alive yeah it was. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Paul, and his um, and his LA life. Oh, good. Yes. Smash yeah, it, Paul is. Well done yeah, to smashing him. it, Yeah, yeah,
0: Bloody absolutely. Smashing
2: it. Thank you so much for this. Um, honestly, it's a fucking, it's an honor. I, I love, I love, I genuinely love seeing you and speaking to you. <laughs> um, like I told you and Jason before, you are both inspirational people in my life. Um, oh, mate, that's nice. And I got to do stuff that I wouldn't have got to do if it wasn't for you guys. So I appreciate it very, very much. You uh, guys mate,
0: are I, appreciate I remember you saying once around the pool in Orlando that Jason was a must, uh, and I can't believe it. But but now you've added me, you've had to that saying.
2: So you know. <laughs> no, but you both are. You <laughs> both are. Like a, yeah, thousand thanks, a thousand thanks.
0: A thousand thanks.
2: Wow. Now then. Now then. Yeah. Oh, have you seen no, um Have wow. you seen that? Uh, Steve Coogan is playing Jimmy Savile.
0: Yeah, he's obsessed with he's, he's obsessed with Savile, isn't
2: he? <laughs> yeah, he he brought him up yeah, in the uh this time as well, didn't he, with Alan Pardley? Yeah. You see that? Sorry about that. <laughs> 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 oh sorry. Man. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Just there.
3: <laughs> no, but but seriously. Man, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I don't think we could have found a better way to send that uh, to celebrate our third year anniversary. And uh, yeah, I mean, from when was getting well killed in Russia to make making toast I mean yeah well what, covered yeah? it all Perfect. covered it all from are up to making <laughs> toast <laughs> yeah exactly covered
0: them all <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good Bit of pleasure thanks so much fellas I really appreciate it happy third birthday you're listening to Sammy Marcus.
2: yes woo that was a big Ric Flair woo from you then yeah Oh uh, yeah that was Adam Perry of uh, Rock Band A, Rock Band Blood and Gang, Sean Smith's life uh as a legend. He plays a character of a legend in Sean Smith's life as well. And a big inspiration. Um but yeah, thank you so much to Adam. Very, very glad to hear that he is currently cancer free. Hopefully that lasts forever. Thank you very much for um for everything, the inspiration. The being nice to me. Um what else? Uh well, the music of A. And um yeah, thanks for being open and honest with us and telling us these fucking fantastic stories. Yes,
3: completely. I truly I truly mean it when I said earlier I think he's one of the most he's one of the p- people I've met along the way. Like he just goes into a room and everyone starts smiling. He brings joy to everyone just by his presence and I hope everyone could feel that while listening to his stories on the podcast. The whole Russia-Ukraine thing with Bloodhound Gang is absolutely fucking insane. As you probably, as you probably heard us, just kind of shut up and and listen to it. It was uh, it was hell of a hell of an experience. And to think that's the way that
2: that band went out currently is um, mental in well, itself. Well, that's the thing. I didn't realize that was the last. Like I thought mm. they'd done some something since. So, to you that that was their fucking last show, it's, that's fucking mental. And the fact that there's not really talks about doing what, like, surely we're saying, I mind a Russian did come over here and um, kill somebody with uh, some poison, didn't they? So, they probably want to keep a low profile, really, <laughs> if um, all of Russia's after you. Because, from what I viewed, Russia's pretty big. So, fuck yeah, that it's, it's big it's big on the map
3: but no uh hell of uh, influence to so many people he's worked with some great bands some great people and had many different projects as you heard sean's spent a lot of time with him over in the states and just doing different things over the years and just to remind you all as well the rock band a will be delivering the rock live in person in 2022 not the wrestler the music. They're not, they're not taking what? Dwayne Johnson oh, anywhere. The Rock. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. like, what the fuck's going on? But the Red Circle be. Could be. No. But they're bringing... They'll be supporting Reef across ooh. the UK in April of 2022. Tickets are available now. They're playing a fuck ton of dates. So I'm not going to read them all out to you. You can go and do the research yourself on the websites and buy tickets for a... I imagine another round of the walk-in... Circle Pit. pit. Circle Pit of Death.
2: Yes. Um, Funnily enough, Reef were technically the third band I ever saw live. Ooh. Because the first gig I ever went to was the Stereophonics of Morpher Stadium in Swansea. And a band opened called ABCD, who were an ACDC tribute band. No. Yep. The the drummer (laughs) Stuart Cable loved, because he loves ACDC so much. Right, okay. That's mad. He was like, oh. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll completely ignore all of the Welsh original bands. Let's put a fucking covers band on to open, right?" Right. That's them in. So, I the first ever band I saw live was A B C D. <laughs> the first band I saw to say that. was an yeah.
3: ACDC tribute. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so they played that one song they got seven times or whatever. Yeah. And then a band called the Crockets went on, who were fucking wild, who were kind of like indie placebo fucking madness and then Reef played and then stereophonics went on after Reef during Reef when they played that oh place your hands which is a fucking banger of a song um, the crowd fell over so we were all jammed in like sardines and I just remember going oh this is cool I like his oh! <laughs> and I just said sideways so, um, yeah. so yeah go check out A and Reef I bet that's going to be a right fucking laugh of a tour Everybody on that tour is very, very nice as well. So, yeah, tidy. And,
3: uh, make sure not to get knocked over by Reef Sing Sing vocals, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, try. Well, see, see, uh, well <laughs>
2: let's see if he's got the same power in his voice nowadays.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But no, again, I think uh, after three years of doing this now, I still get surprised by some of the stories that come out. And the connection with people through doing this podcast. So, again, thank you to anyone who's listened to us over those three years. If you've joined at any point, if you've late find this, if this is your first time ever listening, we really appreciate everything. We're a completely independent podcast at this stage. You know, there's literally me and Sean at work on everything. There's no big team of people. There's no higher ups. There's no backers. There's literally no managers. To, there's
2: no agents. There's, there's no, no there's uh, literally. producers. There's no audio engineers. Oh. Um, There's no sponsors. You are that? That's the sound of where you could be sponsoring this (laughs) podcast that I could have just put in by there then, see? You Mm. missing out,
3: guys? Well, let us know. Let us know. Send us messages and just talk to us in general. Send us a happy birthday wish at Pod on Twitter and
2: Instagram. And yes, because we've got no sponsors, do us a favour and check out patreon.com forward slash Sapnin where you can get involved and support the lads Yeah, get some fantastic treats back as well. Check out the description in this episode. Uh, Morgan Hugh Richards has kindly written out loads and loads and loads and loads of names in the description who are supporters, who are involved with our Patreon, and we love those guys very, very much. There's also um, a bunch of people uh, who are our elite members that we have to thank right, right now, who we also love very, very much. So a thank you very much goes out to these people. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwaway, Janelle Castan, Amadine Urbano, Mitch Perry, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Uwe, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Paul Earthfield, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Sammy G, Tony Professional, Keachita, Michael. That's, um, (laughs) this week, some of our Patreon members went to go and see the fantastic Australian band Yours Truly, and one of our members, Andrew Keach, climbed over another one of our members, Tony Michael, and now we've made a meme of it in the group <laughs> because it looks like Andrew has become Tony's hat uh, he's basically wearing uh, Tony is wearing him as a hat so yes, thank you and very all, much to oh, and, and all
3: day people have been doing different versions of the meme so if you want to get involved and make your own meme
2: versions Please. join our Patreon yeah get involved and Do you know what? I'm fucking chuffed. It's not a meme of me for a change. So (laughs) (laughs) take that, Andrew Keach. That'll teach you to ever have fun, Andrew. (laughs) See, that's the problem. People have fun, right? Get caught pulling faces or doing stupid things in that moment. And it makes you go, do you know what? I'm never going to have fun again now. So, ha ha, Andrew Keach. That'll teach you. This is, um, yeah, this is uh, what it's like to be me. Thank you very much, Cat Bess and Captain Hannibal, Dana Lasnova, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Mikey McDonalds, McMuffin Buns, Caroline Robinson. Happy birthday for the other day, Chris Howard, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Kevin Clark, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, Lydia Henderson, Craig Harris, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason O'Reilly, Lucy Deeds, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Stuart McNaught, Becky Andy, Kelly Cannon, Adam King of the Goths, Parslow, Ollie Amesbury. Josh, I got my fiance a fridge for a birthday. I can't wait to see her face light up when she opens it crisp. That's better. It's better than last week's one, I think. Thank you very much, Alice Wood. Uh thank you very much to Morgan's Big Airy Smelly Bumole. Thank you very much, Kieran Allen, Reese Bowring, Ben Evans, Kate Stevenson, Connor Lewins, Livy Cropp, Keris Andrews, Daniel, you probably cheered me up on the night shift. Well done, boys. Oh you probably oh, you properly cheered me up on the night shift. Well done, boys Stevenson. Thank you very much to all of those people. Um massive a massive shout out again to one very <laughs> important member. That's Morgan's big airy smelly bum all. Thank you very much to those. Um <laughs> I I don't I'm, know who it is. I'm, I'm not gonna confused. look into it. I'm not I don't wanna talk any more about it. We're <laughs> I'm moving on. I'm thank you very concern. much. Morgan, thank you very much to your anus. For becoming a member of the Patreon. <laughs> I um I would wow. like other other <laughs> parts of your anatomy to become podcast supporters. So check out patreon.com forward slash sapmin and maybe you too could be as nice to us as Morgan's big airy smelly bumhole.
3: I thought you were gonna say <laughs> you too could be friends of Morgan's anus. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh well.
3: Hey. Oh, well, on that note, thank you You'd again never <laughs> You'd never guess who's done
2: that either. Really? You'd oh. never guess who's done that. Really? Yeah. All right, okay, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to have a look no, at this, not. but... No, I'm going to change the oh. bathroom now. You're banned from the bit, <laughs> You're banned from the bit. <laughs> Guys, let's do more of Morgan's orifices, please.
3: That's fucking brilliant. That's That's an Um, out-of-context sentence. Anyway, (laughs) this has been our third year anniversary. It's been chaotic as ever. And we'll be back next week and every Friday Friday, to bring you a special guest, some insane stories, and a couple of laughs along the
2: way. (laughs) Oh, that's really tickled me, (laughs) Ed What has? Morgan's big, airy, <laughs> smelly bamolas. That's fucking brilliant. Class. Oh, fuck How do they sake. know? Like, uh, they must have seen it. That's the thing, because it is big. It is airy, and it does um, smell. So, you I haven't seen it. My, you haven't seen I've it. I've seen it, Morgan. I've seen the ISO. I, 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 really I know we've
3: it. shared hotel rooms and stuff, but you definitely haven't
2: yeah. seen my anus. I've been taking a fucking sneaky peek, but oh, I've oh, got yeah. cameras everywhere.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, shit. Right, we better go, go then. then.
3: We better anyway, go yeah, because anyway. otherwise, there's some things are going to come out that I don't want to explain.
2: Yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash Sean Smith's uh, sneaky photos of Morgan's baby bump mall as well. By the way, oh, I fr- I thank I just you. I that down. I wrote but, that down. Anyway, <laughs> why? Fuck. stop this. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to us. us. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ, it's happening, it's happening. You're listening to Sablin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else to do with podcasts. Um, Thank you very much.